What's your favorite alcoholic beverage? If you love being in a girl group, this is totally for you. Some people call it overwhelming. Love it or leave it, we don't care. No, but we want you here. Welcome to you. you. Can spook with us. Get sloppy with us. You could get sloppy spooky. Um, Happy almost Halloween. Oh my god! We're like less than a week out at Mm -hmm. this point, so it's Mm -hmm. getting real. Like people have got the real spooky stuff out in the front of their houses, and you got to be careful with when you're going on walks or bike rides with the kids. Like, look at that house, not at that one. You know, it's like getting a little dodgy out there. Is it? Yeah, like zombies and bloody and things. Yeah, and I I regret. You know, when we threw our big parties, yeah, we put all and you don't know when you don't have kids, you don't know kids. You right. don't of know course. Yeah. kids. Of course. You have kids or you have right. like siblings, I would imagine, or someone, you know, but but even our nephews, I wasn't in tune the way I'm in tune now, right? Uh-huh. And, this, and I think back to some of the stuff that we put out on our front porch that like these poor little trick-or-treaters I've probably traumatized a lot of children because we had like the jumping spiders and stuff yeah i feel like though you weren't like super in a neighborhood yeah we didn't get a lot of yeah it wasn't like like you're in a neighborhood now where there's lots you can anticipate that like little kids probably you see them yeah and i have little kids now so i'm more sensitive to it so you're right i didn't traumatize a lot of kids but they're definitely. But there's some. There some people will be in some. therapy because of your Halloween. Porch. I left a permanent mark on a yeah. handful of children. Yeah. With Speaking our jumping of, spiders and. Yeah. Did you see the? Um, I'm sure you did. Those daycare workers that yes. got arrested and like charged with yes something trauma some added like a charge I've never heard before. I feel like they um, know better like trauma really. Oh yeah. Yes. Uh huh. I mean that was awful i didn't i couldn't watch the video i couldn't bring myself to watch it i just saw the still shots and i could not watch it and i cannot imagine if i was a parent of that those children yeah i would probably go to a lawyer and see if i could sue because that yes. actually is like embedding trauma into therapy for life uh-huh yeah well and ju- yeah it was um i watched part of it and i was, was awful Yes, I was upset. I was up very upsetting. Yeah, it's upsetting. Really yeah. upsetting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so th- that being said, disclaimer for this episode: this is not kid friendly. We're going to try today. to give you guys trauma today. Yeah. So the intention is to leave you yes. with needing to go to therapy. Yes. With PTSD from this episode. That's this is for intention. you, not your kids. Right. Grab a drink. Mm-hmm. You know. But we're going right. to warm you up. We're going to warm you up to things. First, uh, we're, okay, um, what are you sipping on before we talk okay. about what I'm really nervous about with this episode? Okay. So Colin and I were going to do a seltzer tasting today, but being that we're in different states, we, it's, we can't always find the same stuff at the same time. So she found this Truly Holiday Pack. I went to three places. It's not available to me yet. But I was like, oh, let's do a vodka seltzer tasting. But being in Oregon, you yeah. can, they don't sell vodka products it at is like not, your grocery stores. It's not cocktail country out here. Not no. even in the liquor stores. No. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to – I bought these things and I'm going to – you know, like the vodka, the Truly Vodka Seltzer. You were able to find High Noons, so I got that. And then Neutral, so we can do a vodka seltzer tasting and I'm assuming the Truly Holiday Pack will make its way to Phoenix at some point. It has so to. We're going to do these, but I'm going to box those up and ship them to you. Yes. 
because I think it's important that we're both sipping the same thing. I so, agree. Having said that, we just, instead of doing seltzers and spooks today, we're doing sloppy sippies. And I got, I got, uh, well, I've got a whole variety of things. Okay. But the one that I opened right now is Loverboy, which I've talked about before. It's the guy, Kyle, what? I did see those at the store. You did? Totally could have grabbed them. Yes. Well, okay. So I don't know if you saw these. They have Loverboy um, hard tea. And okay. those are very good, and I think you will like them, and you should try them. But this is Loverboy Espresso Martini. Now it is a wine Yum. cocktail, so it could still you could still find it. But it has real espresso. It's dairy free. It contains caffeine, and it is twelve percent. There's only four grams of sugar. Oh, it says two drinks per can. Okay, well then, wow. Yeah. Um, but I saw you know the Seltzbert Lauren Powell, the Seltzbert. I saw her taste these, do a taste test of these, and she raved about it. And it's Kyle Cook's drink, the guy from Summer House. Oh, so okay. Okay. I am doing apparently two servings of an espresso martini, and I'm going to get fucked. And then I also, are you doing? Well, because you said you were going to grab something easy, so I didn't okay. go hunt for it. Okay, but I can because yeah. I have, I have all the things for all the things. I, well, I just poured myself Pinot because that's yeah. like that's the other thing moody. is. And then yeah. I have a beer fridge now. And anyway, we'll be fine. Well, because we were talking, okay, we'll meet. Someone sent us some chin that we want to try. But then I was like, uh, everything that we have is in boxes, except for like, because we had the Packers come Friday. Okay. So our master has not been mm-hmm. packed and my office has not been packed, but the, all of the kitchen and the pantry and the hall closet, all everything, the kids, all of that has been packed. So I have solo cups. I can't really make a fun little cocktail. You know what i Where I'm are you sleeping right now? Our bed, our so they started in the center of the house because we're you know we have one long house. So they did the kitchen, pantry, living, kids' rooms, kids' bathrooms, the garage, and then they didn't make it really to the outskirts. So they didn't make it. They start they, part of our closet is packed, the master, but everything, all my toiletries and everything is not packed, and my closet and my gym is not packed. So we, the kids' beds are intact. Max in his crib, crib, Revy's in her bed. We are in our bed. But it's just been slim pickings when it, like the kids didn't have, we had yogurt this morning and they were eating it with the fingers because they didn't have spoons, <laughs> you know? Mo- moving is so awkward so, like that. Yes. Like you don't yeah, know and then what I'm, you need until you don't have until it. Until you don't have it. And then yeah. you're like, okay, we didn't think, because you can't think through every little every thing that you have to think yes. through. Yeah. You need, like, I remember it was like a lot of toilet paper, just because like, ran- like random things, you just, oh, yeah. you get They packed the trash bags. So we had to yeah, go buy trash them, pegs, know, little things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I remember, I don't know, moving's hard. Yeah. But you have it easier because of the packing on, t- on purpose. You're like moving's yes. hard. So we're like putting in the reinforcements. But even with the reinforcements, it's especially with kids. It's like a whole different. I thought thing. it was going to be really easy. But then I realized, OK, because we're moving into a staged home. Revy's room has all the bed and everything in it. And we need to take all of that out. Max yeah. room has his the bed and everything in it. We need to take all of those things out so that their things can go in because we are using their stuff still, like the crib, yeah. the bed. Um, my office, what is going to be my office, was a dining room at the house. So we have to move the dining room table, but it's too fucking heavy. We tried. We can't do it. So we got to have the movers there. So there is like... And then we started moving something, like we moved the mattresses and the bedding into the garage, but we can't get, we got to disassemble, disassemble the bed frame. Um, and I already thing, started feeling next. a little overwhelmed. Yeah. 
I was yeah. like, oh, I forgot. I thought it was going to be like, oh, easy. It's just plates. We just move mm-hmm. our plates and then we'll be ready to go. I was, I was as ambitious as to say I'm hosting Thanksgiving this year. And my grandma said, well, you know, why you don't might, you just might, see? Yeah, why don't you just Let's wait? And I said, I mean, the house see. is ready. We're going to yeah. be fine. That, yeah. But I, I had a rude awakening on Friday. And you I don't think this next week know will be until you're you in it. Know. And a year from now, you're going to forget. And but when you're in the thick of it, yes. moving is one of the worst things ever. Right. I think what I'm going to do on Monday, though, is go label all the cupboards. Beca- and like, because I feel like, don't you feel like that's one of the hardest parts about unpacking is deciding what makes sense as far as the flow? Like glasses go here. Where's the, which one's going to be the silverware drawer? Where yeah. are the, where are the plates going? Where does it make sense? And so I feel like that is always a stalling point. So I'm going to yes. go over and do like sticky notes so that when we're unpacking, cause we can't do anything tomorrow. The movers aren't available until Tuesday. So we have to, but I want to get like ready, you know? Mm-hmm. So anyway, yeah, I know that's I know. what's going on. Okay. Listen, I have a cool hangover. What? Um, that I'm going to read an email. And then you guys, we're going to get into something that I've been dreading before we get into spooky stories. Big event in our lives. Huge event in our lives. Taylor Swift released 19, 20 new songs because it was 13 yes. plus a 7. 20. Like basically almost two, an album and a half mm-hmm. worth of new music, mm-hmm. which Ashley and I have been listening to on repeat i feel like we have not given each other like the download of what we think about the album and then we're like let's each i was like ash let's bring our top five to the pod like and then kara can make a little visual of like what our top five songs are and then you said no tying also yeah because you always i I had to get ahead of that one because you always find a way to weasel in like eight you know and i thought no uh -uh, i want to make it hard for you i want to make it painful and oh i thought you meant no tying with you because honestly as i was coming up with my list i wanted to tie several of them i thought you meant like you and i can't overlap on favorites i meant you have five only yeah that wasn't clear to me so i still went because you're you can be a little weasel with these things i am a weasel you're a weasel and i wanted to cause you pain and then you it was very painful actually this was a very painful assignment you said call I'll see your pain and yeah. I'll raise you a draft. Yes. Fantasy and draft. And so we're going to do a fantasy draft with the Midnight's album. And I have been in a wreck thinking, because like what happens when we do these things is it feels very real to me. Yeah. That like I'm there's like, money on the line or something or we're going to get dra- fired. No, even worse. Yeah. That you're going to draft one of my favorites that I'll never be able to listen to again. Because it's yours. Oh, That's what so it feels psychologically to me. I didn't realize. Okay. We're in different mindsets here. Because you're thinking if she gets a song, I don't get it anymore. Yes. I'm thinking of it as if it's a team. Like we are drafting the team. And if I get like my top songs, it just means my album's going to, it's like you're a coach of, you know, the box and I'm a coach of the Cowboys or whatever. No. Like the team still exists. You can still watch the players. You just don't get a benefit from any of it. Yeah. No, I'm thinking of it as you're taking away forever. And that's not mine. It's yours. Like we're drafting. Yeah, but then that's not really albums. fantasy draft. I feel like fantasy well, draft is like you're trying to draft the best chance of winning. This isn't a fantasy draft. This is a freak. Well, news. Draft that's because news it's to me. Halloween. This is news. This is spooky, to me. and it should be terrifying. And uh-huh. I'm glad that you're a little spook now about okay. this. Well, then, spoiler alert. I'm not as nervous now because I need to give this album a few more spins for it to be my favorite. 
I would be terrified if we were going into, which we also talked about doing, all-time all time fantasy draft. Yeah. I will and just there are some songs take, there that I cannot stand to lose I'm going to take all 1989 and Reputation songs and ruin your life. Yeah, ex- that's exactly what would happen. And, but I <laughs> and mean, you'll pick so Folklore and Evermore I, just yeah, to spite and Evermore. Me. Maybe that's true. <laughs> like, we wouldn't overlap as much there. Okay, but okay. I still like the way that I'm doing it okay. in my brain, which okay. is... Whose team's going to smash the other team? If you released and an album with your five songs and I released an album with my five, who wins? But Who's we're streaming the most? All of the 3 a.m. version, not just five songs. Right? Well, I went through. I did put them I all ranked, in order. I did too. Okay. So is that we, what we're doing? I think we draft till we're done. Draft and till then draft we till put it up no on Instagram for a poll. Okay. And the winner is decided yeah. by our Good. listeners on Instagram of okay. whose team are you picking? Right. Right. Now that That's good because there are 20 songs. So that we'll each end up with 10. Now there's the stronger team. Mm-hmm. Now there's a, now there's stakes in the game. Right. Yeah. And which s- sideline are you sitting on? Who's going to, which, whose heart is going to get staked? You know, cause mm-hmm. we're, this mm-hmm. is like a Halloween tie in situation. Yeah. So before we jump into it, listen to this email that we got. Okay. I couldn't believe it. So, um, this is from Deja who's emailed us before Deja. Vu. Yeah. Hi. One of our faves. She said, Hi, ladies. While listening to the pod, you guys were talking about the Jeffrey Dahmer documentary. I have a story to tell you. My uncle was neighbors with Jeffrey Dahmer growing up in Ohio. They were in the same grade and lived only three houses (gasps) apart. Yeah. Okay. My uncle found out later that he actually killed their dog. (gasps) My aunt found out they were neighbors on her tour that my uncle's mom was providing while driving them to their home from the airport. She said, oh, here's here's the um, ex's house. is the last name of our listener. This is the ex's house. And this is the Dahmer's. <laughs> so insane and just wanted to share. Super creepy. So, wow. I wonder if he, how did he kill the dog? Was that like practice warm up for the, you know, human yeah. Right. Like, let me see what this feels like to take a life here first. They say that that's what happens a lot. They that, start like, with animals. They dabble like in oh, uh, some other sense. things that are creepy deepy before they go human. Yeah. You know, I yeah. feel like that makes sense because if I were going to be a serial killer, you don't really go to jail for right. There's less risk involved with animal mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. So it feels like that's, but then you're like, oh shit, this, okay, now it's worth the risk because yeah. I'm addicted to the bloodshed. Yes. Wow. Yeah. wow. Okay. I'm a big fan of coffee. I'm a big fan of matcha. I'm a big fan of smoothies. And I like to put something creamy in all of them, but I also try to limit my dairy, right? Because it doesn't yeah. always agree with me. And it can be a little hard on my digestive. So we found this new company called Lechia. We are excited about it because most plant-based milk is full of sugar and provides very little, if any, nutritional benefit. But as a key staple in our homes and what we're looking for for our diets and our kids, that kind of you know plant-based milk can leave a lot of room for improvement. But Lechia's milk has zero grams of sugar and is rich in still all of those brain and heart-healthy omega-3s. So Lechia is organic. Like I mentioned, zero grams of sugar. It is great for your brain. It's got the, you know, heart healthy omega threes and it provides prebiotics, which is huge for your gut. It's keto friendly. 
It has the highest quality macadamia nuts and chia seeds. And it checks all the boxes that you might be looking for when it comes to any dietary, you know, or allergy concerns. It's lactose-free, gluten-free, palm oil-free, carrageenan-free, non-GMO. These are things that impact your gut that you might not feel on the one-off, but add up for sure over time. So we haven't received it yet. They're sending it to us and we will report back. But on paper, this looks dang good. And I cannot wait to put it into everything. I used to think like, okay, if it's plant-based, it's healthy. Oh, this was before... Buzzwords, right. Yeah. This was before um, my gestational diabetes when I was you know, prego with Ellie. And then I learned a whole bunch. And one of the things that I learned was that one of my favorite plant-based um, uh, milk offerings that I was using was packed with sugar. So I'm super excited that they're a partner on the pot. I can't wait to try them. Uh, I'm going to be using it in my coffee, uh, baking smoothies or even by itself or to serve, you know, to the kiddos, uh, or at least Ben <laughs> tell Helly's old mm-hmm. enough. But you guys, Lechia is available on Amazon and you can sip with us listeners can get an exclusive discount. Go to Amazon.com and use our code 20 saved sip for a 20% discount on all Lechia products. That's Amazon.com. You know that place. And use code 20 saved sip at checkout to get your 20% discount. That's promo code 20 saved sip. It is time. It is wild because we sort of texted back and forth, but I don't really know, and you don't really know. We don't know our yeah. total feelings okay, around tell me, this album. Give me your um, summation of your total feelings. Okay. It feels at first, I in the, the, the midnights, the original 13, did give me, as you mentioned, sort of like if Reputation in 1989 had a baby. But yeah. as I started listening more, and the more that I've played it, I actually think it's as if almost, except for her country roots, but even still it goes back to like those old, old times. It feels almost as if all of her albums have a baby. Like I I get vibes of even folklore and evermore in there. Just like that sort of slow, moody, not as much folky, but it's not straight pop to me, even though that's what it's characterized under. So, so far it is... I like a little more uppy. Sure. So it's not as up. It's not, it definitely feels like a fall release. It Situation. does not feel like a summer yeah. album. Yeah. Um, it feels like a nice cozy, win- like this. Um, I'm going to send, I'm going to send it to you. I'm going to order this on record because this feels like what you need to be listening to. At the cabin. On record at the cabin. Yeah. It feels like 1989 put on a fleece. Yeah. And like some snow yeah. boots or something. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I, um, you know, when I listened to it, it was highly digestible to me. Yes. I was like, this is a tale. Like, so I, what, I, and I, I left feeling in, in the beginning, I left feeling at odds with that feeling of like, I think I had gotten really excited about something totally different. Yeah. Uncharted. Cause that's kind of the, she's been on a white hot streak. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm like, well, we're going it's to, been we different. were expecting Fleetwood Mac. We were expecting rock to be like, I wanted my face blown off, mm-hmm. you know? And then mm-hmm. I get into it and I'm like, okay, I feel that it's like very, um, it's midnights. Right. And it's like about staying up at night. And I feel this, this feeling of like this, um, uh, 
like fever dream, mm-hmm. you know, where you're like up all night and and there's different modes of that, like whether it's because you're thinking – all the things that she painted, right? It's yeah. like self-loathing or what could have been or um, it's very – or like revenge, you know, she said, which I've never fantasized about. But like I get this sort of sleepless, mind-wandering vibe of it. Yeah. But it was all highly digestible. Here's my th- – but I loved every single song. And oh, I did? can't okay. stop mm-hmm. listening to it. Mm-hmm. And because it feels like – new album cuts of old albums and what my theory is is that she's been going through re-recordings of all the things and if you heard that um the theory of the shelved album karma a little bit yes but so mm. there's a theory that after all the kim kanye stuff went down that there was an album that she recorded that she shelved called karma and there's lots of reasons why that i won't get into uh, but that then Reputation came out. In between 1989 and Reputation, Karma was a shelved album. And she's going through all her re-recordings. And I was texting Ashley. It feels like there was a mountain of songs that she wrote between 1989 and Lover. Yes. About yes. a lot of things. About Calvin, Tom, Joe, uh, Kanye, Scooter Braun, Joe Alwyn, current boyfriend. And... um. And that what we're actually getting is, in a sense, a repurposed version of what should have been. Mm-hmm. And now, but it's been, it's what she's applied to it is a sophistication from an older tailor yeah. and a more um, uh, experienced tailor. And it's, yeah. I love the nuance. I love the restraint. And I love the moodiness. I think it's a wonderful album. I can't stop listening to it. I love it. Listen to this. You know all of these things, I'm sure. This guy talks about how freaking incredible it is. Biggest album, biggest song, biggest collab, biggest day ever. She occupies the entire top 13 global Spotify songs. Midnight's debuted with 184 million streams. For context, here are the top 10 album debuts on Spotify. As you can see, her biggest was Red Taylor's version with 90 million, and she just doubled it. And Antihero is the biggest song. Okay, not only did she double that, but... When you look at these other 10, so she is albums with the biggest Spotify debuts of all time. Midnight's had 185 million, basically, right? Um, CLB, the number two spot is 155. So 30 more million. And this is in one day, right? Like I think. Um, And then uh, there's some other ones I don't see. And then Donda's on here, number seven at 95 million. Red's on here. Folklore's on here. Okay. And she just doubled it. And Antihero is the biggest song debut in history. More than 17 million streams. Guess what the previous record was? It was a Drake song with 12 million. She just beat it by 5 million. And guess what? She now owns the five biggest song debuts in history. Antihero, Lavender Haze, Snow on the Beach, Maroon, You're on Your Own Kid. The most streamed songs in a day on Spotify in history. And Snow on the Beach featuring Lana Del Rey is the biggest collab debut in Spotify history with 15 million streams. Lana Del Rey just had her biggest day on Spotify ever because of this song. And it gets even better because her older songs are also charting. Blank Space, Don't Blame Me, Cruel Summer, August, Lover, Cardigan, All Too Well 10-Minute Version, and Style all got over 1 million streams. Taylor Swift is the first artist in history to get over 200 million streams in a day on Spotify. She like broke Spotify. Is the music industry. 
I yeah. love that line. She does it better Taylor than anyone. Swift, Taylor Swift is, is the, music, the music, in, industry. music industry. Okay. And with that said, draft time, baby. So how do we decide who goes first? I feel okay, like I was thinking like a flip a coin situation. Flip a coin do you have a or coin? Um, a deck of cards like We could ask uh, Siri to flip a coin. You asked Siri to flip a coin. I don't have Siri on my phone. I hate Siri. Okay. Do you want heads or tails? Tails. Hey, Siri. Flip a coin. Flip again. Oh, it's heads. Okay. So, t- so, so you will be going first. Go first. I'm actually going off of my, li- like I wrote my list out and then I'm seeing this one song that I had in the third spot that I cannot imagine my life without. So I'm changing oh. it like all on the spot, but I cannot live a life without Midnight Rain. That is my okay. number one draft pick. So this is really interesting because your brain is in a very different spot than me. So well, I'm okay. not going with that. I don't get these songs again. I'm That's going okay. with the most winning team. Okay, great. Okay. So you take Midnight Rain. Because at the end of the day, it doesn't change how the listeners vote. Which is the team, which is the album, yours or mine, that they want to listen to. Right. 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 So it doesn't change. It's just the place that we're coming at it with. Yes. Okay. So okay. So I'm going to go, I think, in order then of my favorites. I'm okay. going top to bottom. Okay. And I and also, this is the team that I want. This is not necessarily the team that I think is the most winning. Okay. I'm just going to go with what I want. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. I'm yeah. going pi- to pick my number one draft pick is going to, you guys are going to be like, she lost the draft because no one's talking about this song. But my number one draft pick is Lavender Haze. That was on the top three. Oh, okay. I thought for so sure upset. people are going to be like, what? Cause I haven't heard, heard anyone talk about Lavender Haze. Lavender that Haze. That is very much reputation. Oh my God. I'm so mad at you right now. I have been, okay. If yeah. I'm turning on the album, there's a handful of songs I'm turning on first. And that has been one of them in my rotation. It's so and good. It is so good. Okay. No one's talking about this one. Uh-huh. This is a, freaking bop that this is one of my top that i'm hit karma karma was my number two karma was my number two karma is so damn good i want to put that on karma is my boyfriend oh my god Mm. it's like it's Mm. saucy Mm. but it's also um like not not reputate not angry right it's like karma is a soft cat in my lap purring it's like forgot you existed vibes yeah. Where it's but, like the best digs, but it's like high road digs. Yeah. This is even higher road digs, I feel like. Totally. You know? Yes. Okay. This one is another one that I guess this guy mentioned it on this. I don't hear a lot of people talking about it, but it makes me highly emotional. My number two pick that I'm going to take is You're On Your Own Kid. I mm, fucking want every human in history to hear this yes. song um, yes. because I just feel like it is so on point with really at the end of the day, we're fighting for everyone else's attention and trying to do all of it right by society standards. And at the end of the day, you only really have you. You only can count on you. You're, and I love, you're on your own, kid. Yeah. You always I'm have pissed. been. And it's I knew like, I'd get so upset with this. It's like, I, I know one. now we're approaching 40 and it's like, I'm all I ever needed. But when yeah. I was younger and what this song is about is like, you didn't realize that when you were little. Right. It was like, yeah. if I'm on my own, it was not enough. Now you realize that's all I ever needed. Yeah. God, I could get, I could cry talking about it. I'm yeah. so proud that this is on my list right now. <laughs> on the team. So I proud. am swooping up snow on the beach. 
You can have it. You can have snow I on the beach. I love snow on the beach. You can I have snow, snow on, the on the beach. That is I'm a so pretty happy special that one. I get snow on the beach. Who it's a pretty special next? one, but it's not next? in my top rotation. Okay. What do you got next? My next one is bejeweled. Ah, uh, yeah. You can have bejeweled. Bejeweled, bejeweled to me is just a little fun. This is what you put on when you know, you're, you're getting ready to go out and you're like happy and you know, life feels good. And, and you're, you're, people could do anything to you and you don't care. Cause you're still, I polish up real nice is going to yeah. be the most used caption for like ever now, or like the least like year and a half. Nice. Like I, that's my favorite part. And then a lot of people love this one and I, it's okay for me. I love the polish up real nice part, but the killer to me is the, um, something about, the something of your heart, the gateway to your heart. Those kind mm. of lyrics, they, they, mm, I can't get you or you, you're like, I'm over it. Cheesy. I'm over it. Cheesy. Yeah. There, um, there, that is one thing. So I was like, I had a hard time doing the draft because there are certain songs where I'm like, mm, it's not my favorite to play, but they have, she has good lyrics mm. in every single song in this album, like yeah. lines in every single song in this album. Okay. I'm swooping up Antihero. Oh, I really like Antihero. I do too. I really like it. Wait, who do you think she's talking about when she talks about sexy babies and that she's the monster on the hill? The first person I thought of was Ariana Grande. I did not think about it at all. So like if she's comparing herself to like the top people like in the pop. Well, in pop, that would make sense. Yeah. I went right to Ariane. Ariane. The top five albums. There was another thing that I saw. Top five albums of all time in pop. She has four of the five. Ariana's the other one. She's at number four. Ariana has like the number four or maybe five. Yeah. Yeah. There was a picture. Someone was telling me this last night. There was a picture where she, I think it was just Taylor Swift presenting Bruno Mars with an award. Mm. And she did look like twice as tall as him. And I never thought about that being one of her insecurities and like her yeah, she writing tall. this all in a song, like all her insecurities, it like breaks your heart, you know, but then it's God. like, oh, wow, even Taylor has big insecurities. Of too. course, of course, because she has a human brain. Um, the antihero, I love the way that starts. I have yeah. this thing where I get older, but I, but just never wiser. And then the, you know, I'll stare right into the sun, but I'll never look in the mirror. Like, yeah. Oh, oh so that's a good, good. That was a good. That was a good. Okay, what, good one, pull for what you. one are you taking next? I'm taking vigilante shit. Don't Damn fuck it. around with my vigilante shit. <laughs> I love this one. So good because the, one of the things that I'm hearing is potentially this is like to Scooter Braun's ex-wife. Yes, which I just love that she might be in bed with Scooter Braun's, but not in like a. It's not even like necessarily undermining Scooter Braun, which I think is is a, is a cherry on top. That's a bonus. I think it's more about that she is like pro-female, like, fuck these guys that don't treat women well. And then it just, luckily, it's Scooter Braun that we hate. There's parts in there that's like, who do you think gave her the envelope? And then in real life, Scooter Braun's being investigated for like this major thing with the FBI. His wife filed for divorce. His, um... Yeah, it's really interesting, like, how much of this is true, or is it just her fantasy that she took Scooter Braun down, or, like, did Taylor have something to do with it? But I love that it is, like, the women are on the same side as this, like, real dirtbag. She's like, she's looking good in your Rolls Royce or Bentley or whatever she says, like... 
she gets this, there's not many songs there's not any songs in my opinion on the album that are scorched earth except for this one and it is red hot it is and that's so why i want good. it give and me i want pissed. i want to light people on fire in this song yes does that okay i'm taking <sighs> maroon that was it that one's very good i'm taking maroon tell me why you're taking it um because it was next on my list i love the uh retrospective of it and i think it's about jake gyllenhaal because like red scarf maroon like it feels like in that vibe yeah um and i also really like if i if i'm remembering this one right i love the ones that have her voice it's her voice that's like low Uh it's in it's in midnight rain yes okay i saw that in the article you sent me that it said that that's her voice distorted does not i thought it was i love the distortion of like the weird low voice and i believe that's a maroon too but maroon's a jam maroon's like top tier situation for me what are you pulling next um okay again i'm i'm going off the stories i feel like a little bit the vibe but but the story uh question oh yeah i love it because there's talk that that might be about selena and beeps and wait what yes what yes like she's asking because there's something about like you know have you ever made out with someone and everyone laughed at you and 15 minutes later they're all cheering or whatever and did you leave her house and i saw this it was a tiktok showing all of these like the lyrics juxtaposed with either pictures or videos of selena and bieber and it all added up question was if i hadn't seen that tiktok it wouldn't be up there but it is it is I'm taking okay. sweet nothing next. Oh, that's a. I mean, that's a. That's a slow. That's um, rounding it out. Sweet. But when I listened to this one, I actually got a little tear in my eye mm-hmm. listening to it for the first time mm-hmm. because it felt very safe. Yeah, and like the people who you love the most are the ones that create those like safe places yeah. for you. Yeah, and that song felt like a three minute safe place. Yeah. Like, who's your safe harbor? What does that look like? It like the little pebble in your pocket, like your inner child is safe. Just the way she can craft a song like that. So good. That is very good. Um, My next one is Mastermind. Oh, that's I just that one's been climbing the ranks for me. It is a bop. And I love that uh, the message is like, this is not accidental. Nothing's accidental. Yeah. It was all a part of the plan all along and it's again there's some spice some good story i like the the sounds of it it's all yeah okay okay i'm pulling glitch have you given that one enough spins yet i thought this might go on i thought it was gonna go higher on your list actually because that's one that you sent me that you were like oh my god glitch the reason it was lower was because i thought i don't think ash is gonna take it Mm -hmm. so i was trying to play against what i think you would take yeah you don't like it I like it, but I didn't like it to the level that you liked it. But it is spicy. That one has reputation vibes to me. That one feels like um, one of the songs I really love on reputation is Call It What You Want. Yeah. I love that kind of just like Mm -hmm. it treads Mm -hmm. and it doesn't go too high or too low. It just moves at a tempo that's like a chill bop. Mm -hmm. I like my chill bops, man. Glitch is a chill chill bop. bop. I I want to run to glitch. 
scorching bops. Yeah, dragon breathing. Dragon bops. breathing bops. Yes. Um, this is not dragon. Okay, so I either like spicy, scorchy, dragon breathing, or very emotional, yeah, deep, sentimental shit. Oh, I so think my you're next take one, one of my is favorites. bigger than the whole sky. <laughs> I know. It is so. Oh. It's no. just so oh. good. And oh. I'm wondering what that is about. Uh, I have a friend last night who, because I've been loving that one. It is so oh. cool. I'm actually so mad that you have it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that was my next poll. And I thought maybe she won't take this one because yeah. maybe she hasn't listened it's, to the it's 3 a.m. Of ones underdog. It's an underdog, but it's going to be a rookie of the year season. That's situation. a deep album cut that is like top tier deep album cut. But I had a friend at my house last night who was like, Taylor Swift wrote a song about miscarriage. And then I, no. I had not thought about that. And then no. I listened to it this morning with the framework of miscarriage and bald. Not bald, but I had like yeah. tears coming down. And I don't know if she's experienced that, but man. <gasps> I've never, okay, I'm reading the lyrics now. I thought it was about a breakup mm. that is bittersweet, right? Like, we this had to end like did you read the idea of you yeah yeah okay it kind of reminds me of that right like we yes. have to break up because our lives will not work together but i don't want to like i can't imagine yeah. life without you but reading it now as if it was a miscarriage that makes a lot of sense too and it's very i don't think taylor's had a miscarriage but i do think this could absolutely be about that chris just got home and i asked him if he could grab me a high noon yeah get it in there out of the beer fridge. Stick okay. it. Say, Chris, can you get a high noon? Okay. I'm so conflicted on what to take next because there's three that I want. But and I know you're going to take one of these three, but I'm taking Paris. No! <laughs> that was my next one! No! Paris is so good. Oh, my God. Paris is so oh, good. My, okay, fine. This is, oh, my God. <laughs> that is, that's a hard pill to swallow for me. I like, oh God. Paris I, is so good. And that's for sure about Joe. Is it? Yeah. It they're, they're in love. They're right. The, and he's that, a, you're a right. London that's boy. what I thought too. You know, it's like so they're the whole, all this the shit's happening. Europe and I don't notice any of it. Any song about anywhere in Europe is her and Joe. Okay. Yeah. Okay. There's two that are, I, mm, I'm going to be so mad if you take one of these two. I honestly could live without the rest of the other five that are left. So I, mm, but so this is going to be like, these are my bench warmers. These are not my starting players, but they're my bench warmers. Yeah. We're getting to the bottom. Would have, could have, should have. Okay. Do you you know who that one's about? That you said, you told me John Mayer. That's hundred percent about John Mayer. When I first listened to it, this was higher on the list. I loved it. But then the fact that it's about John Mayer made me like it less. Cause I don't want John Mayer in the more I know about that guy the less I want to know about that guy. Yeah, so... I think he is a shysty mofo mm-hmm. and a dirty dog, mm-hmm. and I don't like him. So and I don't want songs about him. Track anymore. 19, about a song about... Uh, well, this song is about um, set when she was 19, and she wrote it, apparently, now she's the same age in her 30, 32 or something, same age as John Mayer was when he and her had the relationship when she was 19. He's a dirty. And so when you listen to the song with that context. Yeah. Dirty. Not good. It's gross. Real This guy grosses me out. I don't yeah. like him. And it sucks because I like his music. So I, yeah. but I'm not going to be spinning any of his stuff because I do not like him. Okay. I'm taking Labyrinth. 
Um, Tell me about that. So it has the dub situation. What is that? I think it's beautiful. Um, so let me play a little. The the dark voice. It has the dark voice. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can't. Her, her people will uh, destroy our podcast in one foul swoop if we play her songs like on No, air, we can't. Like. We can't. Um, but it's my last one on the list. Yeah. I love when she – the, the – um, Parts of the song where she's like, "Uh oh, I'm falling in love." This mm-hmm. fear, this fear of falling in love again because of all of her past mm. heartache, and I think the way it, um, those like hi- when she goes high pitch with those like melodies, yeah, contrasted with yeah. the dark dub, I think it's really cool. Yeah, I'm falling in love again. It's good. I love that one. Okay, I am going with the Great War. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Tell me. Do you have we don't I mean these at this point sort of like the last picks. Right. These are our bench warmers. Yeah. Um but I do have strong feelings about the next two songs and I have high hopes for getting one and good we don't really care as much about the other. Um and I have a feeling I'm going to be disappointed here. I'm taking high infidelity. Rethink that. No, I'm definitely taking it. You and really you know, want to rethink that. Do you know who it's about? No. I think okay. So last night or two shit, nights ago, I d- high infidelity is is good. Primo. I'm actually surprised. Uh, why is it this far list? down on our list? No, I don't I'm know. looking at this and I'm like, did I make a mistake? This should have been it's in an really earlier round. Good. It is yeah. really good. Yeah. And um, Chris and I we were putting up because we had a Halloween party. I'll talk about that over on Patreon. But we were putting up decorations the night before, and we were like having a drink. We were putting up bats or whatever. Yeah. And high infidelity comes on. And I, I hit pause and I looked at Chris and he he was cracking up laughing at this. And I was like, I've just decided that this song is about Calvin Harris. Okay. And he was cracking up. He's like, oh, you, I do oh, declare. You, oh, I do declare. <laughs> yeah. But there's a lyric on there that's like, put on your headphones and burn my city. And yes, yes. he's a DJ. DJs, yeah. he's got those big like headphones that mm-hmm. he puts on, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And their breakup, he was mad. He was really mad. And then she had that boomerang with Tom right after. But there's a, a specific date. And I Googled it. It's like, do you really want to know where I was on this day? April 19th. <clears throat> and people on the internet, that was the night of uh, Gigi Hadid's, Hadid's birthday party. Something okay. happened at Gigi's birthday. Oh, April 29th. Okay. Mm-hmm. That was also the date that the um, song with Rihanna and Calvin that Taylor wrote, This Is What You Came For, dropped. Mm, mm. So there's there's some things in there. That are Calvin. That I think are very Notes. Calvin. Um, this is also, I think, one of the my favorite lines on the album in this song, which is, you know, there's many different ways you can kill the one you love. The slowest way is never mm. loving them enough. Mm. I mm. mean... Okay, then who is she talking to? Because it says, do you really want to know where I was April 29th? Do I really have to tell you how he brought me back to life? So who brought her? Is it Tom? Tom. That brought her back to life? Yeah. Because she was just like, oh my God, you. But wait, he was devastated. Who broke up with who? I think Taylor broke up with Calvin. Because because she she wanted to? Because Getaway Car was about Tom. He was her getaway car from Calvin. Yes. But this sounds like she's in pain leaving well they maybe it was an addiction sort intense, of thing they had a very intense relationship yeah in fact, i thought that was gonna be it i kind of love i think calvin and 
Taylor was one of my favorites because they were yeah. so hot and they were like yes. very public and they did red carpets together and stuff. And I mm-hmm. felt like it looked fun and happy and like young and just mm. Calvin and Taylor I loved. But mm. I think, you know, this song was about Calvin. I think Getaway Car was that transition time. And I think Midnight Rain is about Tom. I'm looking up all these lyrics because, God, they are just... This is an album, so for me, I feel like for the most part, this is an album that I think is very, there's not a, a lyric that bothers me. You mentioned yeah. one that you thought was cheesy. Only Remember, um, Bejeweled. Only when I heard Gorgeous and I was like, this is absolute bullshit. Who's writing this? This is stupid. Oh, I'm so angry yeah. because you're pretty. Like, get out of here. But Midnight Rain, all of these are so smart. Yes. But Midnight Rain, yeah. Dude, I can't wait to put this up for a vote because I don't okay. know how people decide. Wait. So my team is Lavender Hayes. Yeah. You're on your oh, own I'm so mad at you for that one. Um, Bejeweled. Yeah. Vigilante shit. Question. Yeah. Mastermind. Bigger than the... Bigger oh, than I the hate that you sky. have that one too. I know. Woulda, coulda, shoulda, The Great War, and Dear Reader. And your mine team- is Midnight Rain, Karma, Snow on the Beach, Antihero, Maroon, Sweet Nothing, Glitch, Paris, Labyrinth, and High Infidelity. Wow. Okay. Whoa. So then that means our starting five is the top five that we have. Yeah. And I feel Ooh. Ooh. that's a, t- this, it, those are, that's a Super Bowl matchup right there. Oh, yeah. This is, there's not a, um, oh, that's, you're going to be walloped. No, no. This is a, these are the two best team. I mean, yeah. I'm looking at mine and I'm proud of mine. I'm looking at yours and I'm thinking, fuck, we got to, yeah. we got to study the film. We got to prepare <laughs> yes. for this yes. because they could really put a hurting on us. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. This wow. is the best of the best. This is the creme de la crop. Creme de la crap. Crop. Creme de la crap. <laughs> this is so good. Okay. But I do think that we need to devastatingly at some point, do all time Taylor, but I need to play this album a few more because right now I don't think any of these would make it in my all time. We need to do it during the Super Bowl season. Yeah, we need to do it in February, where we've got several months of this <laughs> playing, and there's going to be songs that we can't live without yeah. for sure. Yeah, uh, and it's uh, oh my god, I'm terrified already about Me too. this. Me too. But we need to do it. Me too. Okay, so we'll put this up. You guys got to vote. Whose team? Who's who's you know what team are you? Rep, repping, rooting for. Yeah. Which, which sideline are you sitting on to cheer us on? Yes. Today's episode is brought to you by Docatot. Calling all mamas. If you're expecting or you have a newborn, then listen closely because we're about to change your freaking life. Docatot are the trusted experts in baby comfort and safety. So the lifestyle brand is made for the modern parent and creates functional solutions for feeding, playing, resting, sleeping, lounging, and beyond. From the award-winning dock to whimsical play tents and nursing pillows that double as home decor, the Docatop brand grows with families through every stage and phase. Your baby deserves the best of the best, and you do too. Our listeners get the best deal they offer. Get 15% off plus free shipping with code SIP at Docatot.com. Okay, but we have to get to the heart of this, Ash. Yeah. I pinged you and I was like, hey, listen, Docatot wants to... like." there's a potential partnership here with Dogatot and you and I were both a resounding four thumbs up. Right. Because we're not, they didn't send us this. We both, I used it with both of my children. Same. And it is, 
I feel like when you got a kid, it's not really about looking pretty, even though these do look pretty. It's really about functionality. And you will use the Docatot every day. All yeah. like you need somewhere safe to place your baby while they're, you know, I don't think they're supposed to nap in it overnight, but like when you're sitting on the couch and you want to have your hands or when you're cooking dinner or like when you have to go to the bathroom or any number of things that you can't just have the baby in your hands all the time, you yes. need somewhere safe. You want somewhere cozy. It's mobile, easy to pick up, move around. Like I am obsessed. I loved it so much that we also bought the DACA toddler or toddler tot, whatever it's called. It's the extra big size when they outgrew the DACA tot because the DACA tot is so unbelievable. I've used the DACA tot today alone already like 20 times literally mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I set it by like when Ellie and I are um when she's breastfeeding when I switch sides yeah right it's like I gotta put my bra up on one side undo the other side because yeah. I can't I can't be right. just free because I yeah. whatever it's a whole thing and then but I have like the safe place to put her that's easy mm-hmm. and then I can pick up the doc talk when Ben and I are reading books on our bed, I then take the Docatot from her room into my room and she can lay on the bed like super safe in the Docatot yeah. while Ben and I are reading books, right? right? And then I pick up the Docatot again and I take it into Ben's room while I'm putting him down because then I have her so docked and happy and safe. Right. Like literally, I just explained like what I just did right before coming on this freaking podcast. Yeah. Like, so when they're like, hey, do you want a partner? It's like, duh. Yeah. Babies, mamas, and gift givers, this is the best brand that you can buy for your precious child you love most. Get 15% off at docatot.com with the code SIP. That's 15% off with the code SIP at docatot.com. Parenting is hard, but docatot makes it easier. Okay, but where'd you get your story from? What was your. I'm not telling you. You're not telling me where you got this from? No. This is a real story or a fake story? A, a real journalist never cites resources. Wow. Is that true? <laughs> Maybe that's like the CIA. A real journalist? Like, a real like journalist plagiarizing everything. has to cite her sources. Um, <laughs> but I am, I am working for the Department of Homeland Security and I cannot cite my sources. Wow. Our old house was on a corner. And in lieu of a backyard, it had a side yard, okay? And there was a small deck that wrapped around the back. This is, pretend this is me when I was little. Okay. Or whatever, younger, okay? Okay. Um, And then the dining room had patio doors that led out to the back. And we would do like barbecues and, you know, picnic, whatever. Like we would do that out there. Why am I scared already? When I was 14, we only had one desktop computer and then one laptop for the family. And my brother and I would fight over the desktop, right? It, it was like, we, sure. it, that was, that was prime picking. Prime time the real desktop. estate. Yeah. Of so, um, because we fight over the, the desktop, I would then use the laptop to write my music. And on one night, my brother had a friend over Your and music? they were downstairs in the basement doing, you know, whatever it was. And they were on, they were on the desktop and I, or they were on the, um, yeah, they were on the desktop. I was in the dining room near the patio doors with the laptop. So as I'm writing, I start wrapping it up and I wasn't really, I was so in the moment. It's like I was pulling a Taylor Swift. I was in the moment and I wasn't paying attention to my surroundings, but I hear a knock on the patio door. Okay. And it startles me. I look up and I'm expecting to see, you know, my brother or his buddy that he has over and standing at the door and waving at me was a person 
No. I don't know if it was male, female, how old they were, because they were wearing a Halloween bloody pig mask. And mm. I thought it was just like my brother or his friend, so I was playing like, a oh, joke, good one. playing a little ha, prank. Ha, ha. Yeah, and I gave in. them the finger, and sure. I walked away. I went yeah. down. I walked downstairs. Okay. To catch him in the act to see who wasn't there, right? Which one was it? Was my brother or my friend? So I go downstairs, and what do I see? What? They're both sitting on the couch, dead, playing PlayStation. Okay. And they swore up and I literally, I'm sitting there at the laptop. I look up, pig mask in the patio door. I'm right freaking there. I mean, he's uh, he's coming up the side yard. He's looking right there. Pig yeah. mask, a bloody pig mask. I yeah. say, God, yeah. I mean, I'm not. But... Go downstairs. It's certainly one of them. They're both there. They're both there. So who's sitting pig there. mask? So who's pig mask? Right. That's been, we'll never know. That's it. Some creeper. He's creeping. Okay. I've got... I've got real stories for you. Fine. That was not real enough for you? This is legit. I started looking up spooky stories. Yeah. I was like, but I want real ones. Okay. I have real ones for you. Great. So there's this place in Iowa called the Viscala Axe Murder House. It's a tourist attraction. Okay. So like people go, they like want to get a little thrill, ghost hunters, horror lovers, like let's go to this murder Horror house. lovers. Yes. The red light. So mystery. the reason why this is popular is because there was a 1912 murder. Gruesome. Bad. Real bad. Okay. Six children, two adults, had their skulls crushed by the axe of someone we don't know. Maybe it was Mr. Pig Mask. Yeah. I okay. Um, so this happened in 1912. Six children, two adults, uh, axe crushing of the skulls. The house was sold in 1994. It was restored to its 1912 condition and then it was converted into this tourist destination. Okay. So you can go there like today. It costs $428 uh, dollars a night with inflation. Now it's probably like 800 One million, Yeah. A million dollars. So you can stay at this haunted house. Um, and then people always say that there's like strange things happening, mm-hmm. visions of a person with an axe, someone roaming the halls with an axe. And then there have been some people who've said that they hear the screams of children. At oh. This house. Okay. But then something super freaky happened in November of 2014. Okay. Uh, Robert Stephen Larson. He was a 37-year-old man from Wisconsin. He was on a recreational paranormal visit. Let's go to this house and have fun. Yeah. And he went there with friends. Okay. Okay. His friends found him stabbed in the chest. They called 911. He was brought to a nearby hospital, and then he was carted off into Omaha the wounds were apparent, apparently self-inflicted. Oh. At 12.45 a.m. Okay. That was the exact time that the murders happened in 1912. Wow. Did Isn't he- that crazy? So he recovered from his injuries, but he's never oh, he spoken did. publicly about it. Um. But that and that that house is open to this day for tourists. But the exact to the minute of the murders in 1912, this guy stabs himself. Yeah. Was do we think that? And he's never spoken about it. But my question would be, was that intentional? Like, did he research these murders? I don't know. But then 
people right. hear the screams of children and like all these freaky deaky things could it have been a voice in his head right well he lived to tell the tale but he refuses to <laughs> so we'll never know we'll never know all right this is unsolved mysteries unsolved mysteries because the pig man and then mm-hmm. this guy mm-hmm. you know yeah always leave so you wanting did something. you read these before you're reading them to me now yeah what I did was skim so that it would be a surprise. I would be equally as surprised and okay. hopefully scared. Because honestly, I'm like reading. I'm like, okay, this is not scary. I'm sitting here safe, daylight, you know, like none of this spooks me. And it was like spooky ghost stories. And I was like, I don't, I'm not scared um, of that. So I like your version of these are real things that happen that are just freaking creep town. But okay. here's one. So I went on a canoe cam- camping trip. And it was in Northern Canada while I was growing up. When I was there, the camp was already 102 years old. And in the early years of the camp, they had First Nation, uh, Cree and Ojibwe guides on the trips. And in the early 1910s, they had a very popular and good guide who had just gotten married. Right? He moved his wife out to a remote island on one of the lakes and built a cabin with her out there. And there were a few other cabins on the lake, but it was quite remote, but on a fur trading route. So they had a happy first winter there, but he was gone all summer doing these guiding, you know, canoe trips. And during the fall and spring, he'd be gone for weeks at a time, trapping animals for furs and only coming home to the remote cabin to get different clothes and drop off supplies to his young wife who's out there by herself, just waiting for her sweetie pie. Okay. To get home. One trip in the early fall, he came home to drop off supplies, and his wife had lost her mind. She killed him by chopping him in the head with an axe. Whoa. They found her screaming, stark mad, and naked on the shore of their island. She was committed and died shortly afterwards. She never recovered her mind. In the late 1990s, in the early fall, a husband and wife were canoe tripping down that same lake and were caught in a terrible storm. They took shelter on the island... They tried to set up their tent, but it was torn away by the wind. The guide's cabin still stood, and the years had blown out the windows and collapsed part of the roof, but it was shelter enough from the storm, right? So they're like, okay, well, we're going to hunker down here for the day and the night as the storm raged on, just trying to wait that out. Big mistake. Big mistake. The next morning, husband and wife... The wife was found naked and screaming for help, adrift in their canoe on the lake. The waters were still rough from the storm the day before, and she was inconsolable. She claimed a native man with half a head tore her clothes from her as she slept, and that she was chased by a naked corpse of a woman into the night until she escaped in their canoe. She didn't know where her husband was. They found his body in the ruins of the cabin with no. half of his head missing. No. And they never solved the murder. Who done it? Who done it? Now, here's the deal. If these things really, like if if I, if you actually told me the story or anyone that we know told the story, then I would be scared shitless. But instead, it's like, mm. no, my source, this has, is legit. Na- it has names of people. What does that mean? Like these are real. This is I real. Mean, this is Esquire. True horror stories. Oh, okay. And but I'm just like saying, whole, like, no, it's so right. far away from me Yeah, I'm not scared. Okay. Do you believe in What haunted- we need to try again 
is going to your cabin when it's dark out, and we need our friend Annie to be there. We need to bring a Ouija board. Don't tell That's Erica. too scary. Don't tell Erica that. But we need That's Annie there because scary. nobody tells, not a single soul on earth tells stories better than Annie. We should make a podcast just using the Ouija board. Okay. You know? And then we'll haunt not only each other, but everyone who listens to it. Yeah, right. Whoa. Uh, I, okay. We can. Do you believe in the haunting of things, not people? Or do you think it's possible? You mean like like a house or a hotel or like something? Like an object, land? like a doll. Totally. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Erica says all of it's real. Remember yeah. when we asked her, we're like, yeah. paranormal things, it's just like, oh, yeah. all of it's real. Yes. Okay, so this is about a haunted doll. Um, okay, when you think of, I'm just going to read this from the Esquire article because it's so funny. When you, because like what was actually haunted, you're going to think, no way, but then listen to the story. When you think of haunted dolls, it's likely the creepy old Victorian looking porcelain kind that springs to mind. Like, yes, everyone thinks of those like super old, like this is from a like pilgrim, right? None of which you probably have lying around. However, <laughs> this is the story of a frozen Elsa doll. Oh. That was gifted for Christmas. This made Houston area headlines on the news in 2013 when it seemingly became haunted. So, family gets this frozen Elsa doll and the doll is reciting phrases from the movie, let it yeah. er, like from the movie yeah, and it's saying let it go when a button was pressed on its necklace. Mm-hmm. So for 2 years operated as normal and this the mom said this Emily Madonia so they bought the doll in 2015 it's operating as normal in 2015 it started doing weird things like singing those same songs in Spanish so you think okay probably malfunction they probably make this doll like in all different kinds of languages right this is like an internationally popular movie nothing to worry about yet yeah but the button then the button it wasn't just the button that changed it was like totally random of when it would sing english and spanish okay the family owned the doll for um, more than six years never needed to change its batteries this was like a just it kept going going and going but then the doll started randomly speaking on and off even when the switch was turned off so no power running to the batteries. The doll just starts speaking. So the family's like, this is getting kind of weird, right? This it's is getting, getting kind of... I just got crackles in my headphones. Yeah, this is getting weird. And so they throw the doll out in December of 2019. So they got it in 2013. By 2019, it rolls around. They're like, it's got to go. A couple weeks later, the doll reappears in their living room inside a bench. The kids are like, we did not put it in there. Right. And the mom and dad, they believe them because the kid that would have meant that the kids would have um, they would have had to have gone through the garbage outside because yeah. they put it outside and like premeditated. Right. Because it sounds like they threw it away and it was gone for a while. But then it just years later. Yeah. Years later. So or no, no, no. So they threw it out in 2019. Weeks later, they found weeks it back later. inside the bench. And the kids are saying we didn't do it. The parents are like, we believe you because you yeah. would have had to have gone through the garbage. So then the family, um, they double bagged the, the doll and placed it at the bottom of the garbage. And the garbage went out the next day. And they all they watch probably it. made sure yes. to see it. Yes. Double bagged. Creepy doll's got to go. They go on a trip afterwards. When they return, the doll was in the backyard of their house. That's and, that. that, and then what? That's where it ends. Then what? And That's then next that. thing we know, they're all dead. Every one of those family members is dead. Now they're dead. 
No, okay, no, no, that yes. actually is kind of But spooky. that's kind of creepy, right? So yeah. you probably kept the doll because they're like, at this point, we're making right. mad. We're making this like Elsa spirit right. doll mad. Yeah. And like, what's the story there? How did a spirit get into an Elsa doll? Or it's, like, that's, that's just thing. weird. You buy it new from a store. So I wonder. Okay, I'm on or, this whole. This is taking me somewhere here's else a, now. Here's a trick. Remember how the gnome thing, uh, Chris's grandpa tricked us with the yeah. gnomes? I wonder, I, I wonder if they told too many family members about what was going on. And then they're like, okay, we took it out in the okay. garbage. And then someone was like, oh, they're out on a trip. Let's put it in their backyard while they're gone. Could be. That what I, Here's what I'd like to research. Hilarious. Here's what I'd like to research. Yeah. What happened at the factory where those dolls were made? Right. Was someone murdered there? Probably. Did someone lose their mind? 100% cash back. I bet that's what happened. Do you know what I mean? I know what you mean. I know And that guy, girl, that lost her mind and went on a killing spree at the factory. Yeah. She came back in this doll. They didn't know that they didn't know that these dolls were tainted. They send them to the shelves to these innocent family to put under the Christmas tree at Christmas thinking this is totally fine. Yes. There's a huge loss and devastation here. Let's not lose money. <sighs> yeah. Next yeah. thing you know, we've got a serial killer on the loose. And okay, it's one, in the doll in the form of an Elsa doll. Yeah. You cracked the case. This was <laughs> unsolved, and now we know. Okay, and now we know. One more each. Okay. So you go first then, because I gotta I gotta find okay, I'll just close it out. I'll close it out. Okay, you this close one. it out. This is about the death of Elisa Lamb. Okay. Okay. This woman, Elisa Lamb, she was last seen in 2013, January 31st, 2013, mm-hmm. in the lobby of Cecile Hotel in downtown LA. So this was a woman. She Wait, was, I heard of that hotel. Yeah, she was vacationing through the West Coast. So she was documenting. She had a blog that she was documenting her trip on. Wait, I'm going to Google this. She was because checking in. It's this, this made big news. She was this, checking in with her parents every day. So she's calling her mom and dad every single day. And then on January 3rd... No. Is she Asian? I don't know. I haven't looked at her picture. Well, because there was a documentary on Netflix about Oh, yeah, this. there is. There is. I read that at the end. She went missing. The she Vanishing went- at yes. the Cecile Hotel. So there's a documentary. We should watch this on Halloween I've night. already watched it. And? And it is a mystery. No one knows what the fuck. They found her body in a tank on the roof. Wait! Have- you just... You just skipped to the end. So well, I've me, already seen it, and this is... Okay. I haven't. Okay, so, read it. Read it for the reader, for the listeners. So on January 31st, the calls stopped, and she had vanished. Police got involved. Parents arrived to help, but they found... They came up with nothing. Everything came up with nothing. So they then looked at the elevator surveillance footage mm-hmm. um, before her disappearance, and then Speaking they show... There's yeah. footage that show that she's behaving kind of strange in the elevator. Yes. She was talking with invisible people. So maybe there's some mental health issues going on. She was like peering or around drugs. the corners of the door or drugs, crouching in the corner, um, opening and closing Ooh. the door. But no one really knows like what's going on in the video. It raises a lot of questions, but not a lot of answers. Because so, they, you, a lot if you of watch theories. The, yeah. If you watch the, the thing on Netflix, you, they have video inside the elevator, but not right outside. The, so they don't see the oh. hallway. So you can't see if she's actually talking to someone or not. Oh. Right? Okay. I got to watch this. You do. So there's lots of theories, psychotic episodes, demonic possession, like range, huge range, yes. right? So then um, around the same time, hotel guests started reporting weird things happening with the water supply. So um, 
Sabina Bao. She was a guest there. She'd spent eight days there during the investigation. She said the shower was awful. When you turn the tap water on, the water was coming black first for two seconds, and then it was going back to normal. Um, she said the tap water tasted horrible. Very funny, sweetie, disgusting taste. Very strange taste that couldn't be described. But for a week, they never complained. People just thought, oh, maybe the water's bad here. You know, they never thought yeah, anything right. of it. They just, you kind of do it. You're like, oh, the shower's just going to be like cold and then hot. It's going to be black right. and then clear. Like, yeah. you just sort of, oh, this is And like it was in like a, like a shady sort of part of LA. It was like a cheap sure. hotel. So people are yeah. like, mm, okay. Yeah. People said, this is a quote from someone who said that. We thought it was just the way it was here yeah because they had like international travelers and what i remember with the documentary is the photos on the website looked very and it was a catfish situation looked very nice and then you arrived at the hotel and you're like but but you're traveling from it you know denmark or whatever yeah like, okay well what else do we do we, i guess we already paid for this, this is just the way stay it is. here yeah yeah right what are you gonna do and then the water is terrible and you say well so then on the morning of February 19th, a hotel employee climbed to the roof and used a ladder to investigate the water storage tanks. That's where authorities found the decomposing naked body of Lamb, whose personal items were found nearby. Death was labeled accidental. Um, the Los Angeles NBC, their local news, um, reported at the time about strange circumstances in the hotel's past. So the tank had a metal latch that can be opened, but authorities said access to the roof is secured with an alarm and a lock. The single room hotel has an unusual history. Um, There was a serial murderer, the Night Stalker, Richard Ramirez, who was found guilty of 14 slangs in the 1980s. He lived on the 14th floor for several months in 1985. And international serial killer Jack Underwerger is suspected of murdering three prostitutes during the time he lived there in 1991. He killed himself in jail in 1994. In 1962, a female occupant jumped out of one of the hotel windows, killing herself and a pedestrian on whom she landed. (laughs) So this hotel, so like, is it cursed? Was right. this just a tragic case amidst many tragic cases? No, and I don't remember because I feel like I watched it like a year ago or something. But there was some very sus- more than just the door. La- like there was some very weird, suspicious things about the tank that it made it seem like she didn't commit suicide. Like something happened to her, but they had no footage or any. Like it made no sense why how she got in there or how she got up there and also oh because you had to like I think one of it was if you you could open the latch but the latch was closed so then there was this question of because she would how do you is she climbing in and then she would have to be hanging by the top of this tank to then close the latch instead of you would just dive in a tank right I think that was part of it was like how did the latch someone had to close the latch but there's no footage of anyone that going would not up there have been an easy thing to do right. by any stretch right and so then it's like okay well then she was murdered but there's also no evidence of murder so wow. how did this happen I think it's something like that like something very like circumstantially it doesn't make sense but something shady went down and maybe it was you know <sighs> extraterrestrial kind of things 
but yeah, yeah. that's spook city. Yeah, yeah you gotta watch this now. Not what a place that? that I'm staying. Wait, at any Cecil, time. Cecil, the vanishing. Hotel, yeah. Docu. I'm gonna so look at. Let me up. see. It was the uh, the vanishing the at the Cecil Hotel. At Cecil Hotel, guys, you gotta watch it. I'm gonna watch that after I get a base meal and get I whip full. up a delicious Hello Fresh. Hello Fresh. Farm fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. You got to skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America number America's number one meal kit. It's America's number one meal kit, and it's my number one meal kit. Mm. This is the only meal kit that Chris and I invest in, and it saves our life every single freaking week. Uh, with HelloFresh, ingredients travel from the farm to your doorstep in less than seven days, so you know they're fresh. Everything is pre-portioned, which makes cooking a snap and helps us cut down on food waste because we have exactly what we need for each meal. They offer vegan recipes on the menu every week made without animal products of any kind like dairy meat, eggs, or honey. Um, They have things like the sweet chili tofu bowls or spicy coconut curry stir fry. I like how we can go on the meals and um, sort by like we need like the fast meals, the ones that come in like from start to finish under 30 minutes. I love those. And that we can pick just like what sounds good. Like, oh, we had hamburgers last week. Let's switch it up and go for the pasta this week. But they have an ever-changing schedule. All the plans are flexible. You can choose your meals for the week, update your preferences, and change your delivery date all in the HelloFresh app. And Chris and I, I mean, we literally like tonight, we're making these meatball bowls um, that we've had so many times before because we just absolutely love them. We always go for tacos like regularly mm-hmm. we had the most amazing enchiladas um one of our favorites too is like spicy buffalo chicken with like they make this like blue cheese like little sauce mm. that you can drizzle on top bon appetit amazing mm. we've taught ben how to say chef's kiss when we have hello fresh and he puts his little he goes you know chef's kiss yeah. but he doesn't quite say it like that because he's like yeah a little but the person there. like if someone was at our house no one would know that's what he said but we know but you know and we know it's because he thinks the meals are great go to hellofresh.com slash sip 65 and use code sip 65 for 65 percent off Whoa. plus free shipping is that the biggest code we've had i feel like it's up there yeah that's 60. That's crazy. Okay. So go to hellofresh.com slash sip 65 and use code sip 65 for 65% off plus free shipping. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Okay. It's hitting me. It, it, I'm getting uh, just now. I'm getting slop city. I'm getting sloppy. I'm getting slop city. Yeah, it was a little hard to not slur my words on that last line. You've and my eyelids it. are feeling heavy. You've got it. I've got it. I, d- so I downed good. this whole thing of espresso martini. And then I thought... Well, and your eyelids to- are heavy? It's yeah. espresso. You should be... You should be... Perked well, up for the rest great of the great the last day. two nights, but... Oh. I mean, there it does say there's caffeine in here. Okay. I don't okay. know how much. But then I poured a little sipper of this... <gasps> And Aquavit, because this it says I, I looked on their website, still weather spirits. It's from Oregon. 
or yeah, from like Pacific Northwest. Right next the, the it's from the town next to my hometown. Yeah. And this is from a listener who sent um these to us to try and you're trying them and what do you think? So we're going to try we'll, we'll have to make a gin I sent this I sent the back of this label to Leah because I asked her do you have a gin recipe a go-to recipe and she said well gin you know has like top notes so we need to know what the notes are in it so I sent it to oh. her and she wrote back as we were recording and she said I'm already thinking a fancy cucumber gym gimlet riff gimlet um so she'll get us we'll make that in the future but they also sent this aquavit i'd like you to send that one to her too though because that was a little puzzled because our um the okay so this was from who's this from double fist or soul sipper what was her name she didn't write her name on here oh she didn't not on my card but it's a Scandinavian spirit, and it has the um, licorice taste, which you love. Yes, so that's what's why gonna- I was So it says, caraway is a star here with hawthorn berries and tart cherries making up the backbone of this oh, spirit. Her name is Amy. Right, Dill? Huh? Amy. And she's one of Amy. the owners of Stillweather Spirits, and she's a double fister soul sipper. Which we love. Uh, bright dill, grapefruit peel, and a light touch of star anise finish this wonderful wonderful spirit off. Enjoy it as a chilled shot, which is what I'm doing. A oh, straight nice. sipper or let your imagination play and try it in place of other spirits. So 88 proof. This is a strong one. What do you think? Do you taste I'd like it to be mixed. It's not enough licorice for me. Okay. So Leah, we got to get Leah on the It has a very good flavor, but I want it mixed sure. with something. Yeah. Cause there's and you're a not a gin freshness. gal, so to go straight gin and to actually think it's like I don't good, think this is gin. It's not? Is it? Because they have two gins on their website, and then they have the Pluvia Vitae Aquavit. Oh, it's off. I don't know anything about anything. I don't either. I've never had it. But I'm going to send this to Leah. We're going to get... I mean, but it's highly sipping, sippable. Like, I'm, you would not catch me dead sipping any kind of vodka or anything just yeah. on ice. Right. This, I didn't even make a face. Did I even make a face when I sip it? No. No. It's great. Yeah. I just want a little more flav. And I want the, the anise to smack me in the face, you know? Right. Yeah. But this is... Is it um, anise or anise? I don't know. We well, be you careful know who knows with that one. how to pronounce... You got to be careful because there's another word that sounds real similar. Anise. Anise. That's what it says right here. <laughs> Hold on. Anise. It's the way you're trying to say a instead of uh, it says, oh, wow. Cool is smart. So anus. Oh, it is anus. No, it's not. Colleen. No. Look, I'm no, showing. I'm, I'm not. I'm, look it right here. Anus. Oh, it's anus. Anus. But see how I see how I, I spoke uh, into you can practice. Nuts. And I said, anus. So it sounds like you said anus. Try to say a instead of us. So I was like, oh, my God. Anus. 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 That's what she's saying when I listen to her. Anus. Anus. So it's not anus. Anus. Oh my God. You, next time you have to get, you have to get something stronger. Cause I'm sloppy and you're still together. I'm not. No, you're not. If you listen to this back, you'll know. Oh, you're, I thought you meant I'm not sloppy, but that's why I'm, I'm like, s- I agree with you. You're not sloppy. Get <laughs> slop city. But you're like, no, I'm not. I'm not together. That's I'm what not. you meant? Yeah. together. Yeah. Okay. 
All right. So land should we land it. the bird? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We should All land right. it. The rant. Oh, I got a couple rants. One, moving. Two, with, and I already think I've done this before. Move, everybody already knows. Moving sucks. I could go yeah. on and on. We all know. We've done it before. Sure. Um, yesterday, I'm at my aunt and uncle's. Kara ordered. We're starved balls. We're starving. Yeah. She, we're trying to order sandwiches, but I'm gluten-free. So it's like fucking, I'm a, I'm a stick in the mud. Cause it's like, you know, who offers a good gluten-free option? Right. For some reason, Jimmy John says no. Yeah. Uh, Jersey Mike's, I don't like their gluten-free option cause it's just over a bed of shredded iceberg lettuce. I don't like it. Kara says she recommends this one and it sounds amazing. And it's a like weed themed place. So it's called okay. like, I don't know, chronic or something. Sure. And so it's funny and they're like funny things, but the, I look at the website, it looks amazing delicious. So we decide to order from there. It says 30 to 40 minute delivery window. Great. Great. Two hours later, Mm. it arrives at the door and it's in, and it's most 90% correct. 10% is missing. Guess what's missing? Yours. My kids is food. Mm. Mm. I ordered them cheesy bread. And they're sitting on the couch watching their screens because they've been very patient and it's been now two fucking hours. Yeah. And we say, okay, food's here. Head to the table because we can't eat at the couch. I said, I got you guys some cheesy bread. Are you hungry? I get them all amped up. Oh, yeah. They're ready. I ordered cheesy bread. Yay, yay, yay. They run over to the kitchen table. They sit there and we're unbagging everything, right? We're going through and they're like, mom, hurry, right? Because we're like digging through. And they're hungry. And I said, oh, we're looking. We're trying to find it. This is a big order. There was like eight of us or something ordering sandwiches. Lo and behold, no cheese. And I'm starving, right? And I think... The worst thing in the world that you could do, I'm starving, is lose my kids' food. Mm-hmm. I will do anything. I will, I will starve until I die. Scorched earth. Yes. As long as my kids get what they need. Right. No. They did not. So then it's like, oh, what are we going to do? Well, we're not waiting two more hours. Like, no. what do we do? What do you do? Right? So my rant do? is wrong orders over-promising and under-deliver. If they would have said, oh, it's a two-hour wait or whatever, two-hour delivery time, we would have been like, okay, we'll, we'll choose somewhere a bit closer. Like, we're not going to go for two-hour wait. No, thank you. So one, they said 30 to 40 minutes. Well, why don't you triple that? And then we'll be a little closer to the ballpark of when we'll actually yeah. receive the food. And then two, you're, when your kid, if any time the order is wrong, but especially if don't they hose up your kid's food. my kid's food. Yeah. At the end of the day, nothing else matters if the kids aren't taken care of. That is true horror. That's how that's a that's horror. horrifying thing. Yeah. That's a and every time you say horror, horror, I hear horror and you missed the joke earlier because you said <laughs> something about, you, you know, scary hotel. Yes. People that, you know, the thrill seekers and the horror lovers. And I said, <laughs> oh, yes. The people that love whores like in the red light district. And you said, yes. And then you just moved on. You proceeded <laughs> on as if we were on the same page. And I said, fine, I'll let it ride. Fine. Um, but I'm not letting it ride. Anyway, that's my rant. What's and your you rant? didn't. Dude, have you had the unwitches at Jimmy John's? Yeah, and I like time- them. No. Yeah. No. You should not because <laughs> I what? just had one and? right before coming on this podcast. Well, about Jimmy if I John's. were you, I wouldn't have an unwitch in my entire life. You could Why? Me. Because what? their wheat bread is amazing. Yeah, but I don't do that. I don't really. I don't. I try. I'm real on the glucose goddess thing still. And I know I can still have bread, but I don't. I wanted an unwitch. I wanted an unwitch today. Oh, yeah. Then unwitch. tell me what your gripe is with the unwitch. If that's every what you time. Wanted. So the way 
right if that's what I wanted because I forget every time I go to order and I won't forget now because today was the last straw. It's the last straw. What they do is they wrap it once and then they put on the paper and so they wrap it into the paper kind of. And so then you go to eat two bites and you're like, I have to unfold the paper burrito that they've put on this Mm -hmm. thing. And so then you go to – but it's like thick enough to where you can't tear it and you can't Mm -hmm. slide it down. So then you have to unroll it and then you unroll your whole sandwich and then you're left – I had a tuna on which worst possible thing you could get because then you're just holding uh, random parts of lettuce with water sauce. With water dripping down your That tastes like tuna. Right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I was taking little bits of lettuce and just putting them into piles of tuna and eating them like little tuna lettuce tacos. (laughs) It's awful. And yeah. it happens to me every time. That is true. I forgot about that. They every do wrap time. up their paper. Inside. Yes. It's like, th- it's like they think that their paper wrapping is edible. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. it's like they mm-hmm. think they're serving you a pot sticker, an on which pot sticker. Yes. Little do they know the paper is not meant to be, it is not rice paper that you can eat. No. This is paper paper, tree yes. paper, printed with your ink, ink paper. Yes. Yes. I don't want to. I don't want to eat this. No. Okay. Yeah. That was my rant. Actually, it was perfect tie-in. Well, that is perfect. Perfect. Was that truly your rant? No, I had a different story from earlier today that I just. I was at the store today buying things for this podcast. Yeah. Right. And yeah. it was like, let's take the kids in the car so that they go on a ride, and then Chris will drive them around while I'm in the store yeah. finding things. Yeah. So. There's like multiple rants within rants here, but I go into the store and it is packed. Like I hate grocery shopping in person. Now with like grocery delivery and like grocery Mm -hmm. pickup, Mm -hmm. being in a store where like your cart's away. And I think I've ranted about this before. Especially on a Sunday. On a Sunday, it was mad. It was a madhouse, Mm -hmm. right? And we're trying to, we're trying to find these specific things and I can't find them and I'm, I'm searching and I'm in everyone's way and I'm like, I can't find it. And then I, but that's not even the rant. I get to the cash register and all the, they're all just like back down a mile. And then I go to the self checkout, right? And I'm like, but I have alcohol in my cart. Right. So I go to the self checkout. I'm like, I know she's going to have to check, like, or they're going to have to look at the me ID. and press a button because they don't ever check my ID. Yeah. Right. Right. And I get a text they're from like, Chris. I've seen your wrinkles. Yes. Right. Like, you're fine. You have a Costco card, right. you know, and you're yeah. here in you, you're, you have the most random outfit on. Like, right. you don't get time for yourself. And you've got your wallet out as if I yeah. know your cards are visible. So I know it's not a fake ID. Yeah. You know, yeah. So I like scan it and Chris, and then I get a text from Chris that's like, hey, I'm not where I picture. I'm driving around because Ellie's losing it. So I'm like, yeah. Then you feel that sense of Panic. like a little bit of like, uh, okay, I'm holding that up. So. Uh, I scan the Trulies that I had bought, and then the the late. It's like wait, wait, wait. Right. Like He's someone's gonna come clear you. And I look at her and I give the kind of the little casual, like one finger. Hey, you know, yeah. scan me. She right. marches over, and she is standing there waiting to see my ID. I never get ID'd ever, ever. Uh oh. What do you and have I, to say? I grabbed. I had. I had moved all of our. My purse says yesterday to prepare for the party, so I grabbed mm-hmm. the purse that I always grab. But clearly, it wasn't the most recent purse that I grabbed mm-hmm. because I go in there and I found a wallet. Yeah. I pulled it out. <laughs> I'm shuffling through it. I can't find my ID. Yeah, and that feeling 
of not being able to find something and there's all these people waiting and I'm going through every single card and she's just standing there waiting. And on top of that. And then I start saying weird things. I start saying weird things like, oh, it's in here. I can oh, show that's you. weird. I can oh. show you my Facebook page. Yeah. That's do you want to see my, my Instagram? My and I made a joke like, here's my Costco card. Right. Thinking surely she'll wave me through. Yeah. But then Nobody she under 21 didn't. Has a Costco but then she didn't. Yeah. So I had to tell Chris. Well, I said, I'm leaving all this here. The raspberries, the bread, the booze, the everything. And I called Chris and I'm like, come here, switch we me out because we got, yeah. and I'm over explaining to her. And like, my husband's going to be in here. The kids are in the car, like all these things. And she just, it was stone cold Steve Austin. She just did not, she's like, figure it out, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And so then Chris came in to buy my groceries like a parent. Like he, you know, it was, that hey, was my rant. Dad. No, I know. Right. Because then there's on top of that, you're like, one, I'm in a hurry. So I'm trying to race through and get this thing quick. Then you can't find exactly what you're looking for. Like, okay, this will do. Okay. The short, the line is insane. This is probably going to be my best bet. I'll go in this line. So you're waiting in line, but you're like trying to rush the clock. Right. Because you know, your family's in the car waiting for you. And then you get up there and you're like, all this was for nothing. All for naught. I can't even purchase this. And yes. I don't even really want to purchase this. I was going to say, I'll pay to. you double just if I yes. can leave right now. Just get me out of here. I'll pay you anything. Yeah. I will, I'll give you a blank check just wow. to get out of this store. Mm-hmm. To get out of this store. And she's like, no, you're going to have to get your husband to come in here and bail you out of jail. <laughs> yes. I was oh in jail. I was in grocery jail. store jail. Uh-huh. What was, it was this, your rave? This podcast gets spookier and spookier. I know um, it. I'm still, I'm recording from Fred Meyer. <laughs> She's in the checkout line. Um, okay. So my rave is, I can't remember. I talked about them, I think, on Patreon. I hope I didn't talk about them here. I've been looking for neighbors that I like for a while. Oh, and a couple months ago, I, I go to this girl's house. She's just down the street. It was a couple months ago. It was like six months ago. It was before the summer. And I really enjoyed her, but I didn't really get to know her husband or anything. And then a couple weeks ago, she reaches out and she says, hey, let's get together. I say, yes. I go over there, you know, and um, we had a great time. Turns out the husband's there. I say, John, come on down. He walks down. We are five houses away from each other or something like that. Uh, and we, we made plans yesterday, last night. So we get together last night and I'm not kidding you that I would not have sold this house if I knew that they lived there mm. because, and I told, I talked about the, 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 what is that called? Like the superpower or whatever that yeah. you want to have. If you could scan and yes, find out who I want, would and be I, in and your if life I could, If yeah. I had the superpower, it would have absolutely scanned and been, that house would have lit up and say, Right here, you want to know these people. She is a feminist that is funny. She swears she can drink more than I can, but so she's highly successful. So is her husband. She lo- she is such a good mom. Like she loves the shit out of her kids, which that's always a deal breaker too to me when people are like rude to their kids or whatever. Um, and uh, I don't know the whole thing. And then she knows how to host like you wouldn't believe. She puts out the spread of you could you could probably I could probably bring a magazine editor wow. in there, a photographer. Anytime Jeez. she just impromptu invites us over. She does this whole thing. It's a pumpkin thing last night, right? So she gets 
all of this stuff for the kids to paint and decorate and sticker and bejewel and bedazzle their pumpkins. Whoa. They're over the moon. She has this massive spread on her island counter. It's just perfect. She has, and I bring over because everything that we have is in boxes. So I'm going to Fry's or whatever, Fred, you know, the Kroger brand. I just have a yeah, plastic stuff and packages. bag of pre-made yeah. shit. She puts it all on. She got endless platters, endless serving things. Just makes it look pretty. And she's also got pizza delivered for the kids. It's a whole thing. She had, she is just amazing. And then John had to leave early because Mac didn't do nap yesterday and he had a poopy diaper. So he left. And when I got home, he said, I didn't want to leave either. I was having a great time with the husbands because she had a couple of her friends came over as well. So I'm meeting her. I'm meeting her friends. I just know that I am meant to know this person and now we're fucking moving. But my rave is still the fact yes when you find people that you're only a mile away like we will it's just we can't stumble home anymore but fine yeah i'm very excited about this Mm. new budding you guys have been waiting a while too to like find like rad friends five years yes and that's hard to do when we first moved here our neighbors were super health nutritionist didn't drink nothing anti-organic no screen time only card games with their children and i thought this isn't gonna work bring me food bring me treats and she brought me nice treats and i ate them (laughs) but i there's no way we're partying with them and then you know we've lived in this neighborhood for a few years and everyone's great but nobody's like rad yeah no one's rad here i am we're already under contract selling our house clothes find them find the undo it all i know after all literally i am like man Whatever, it's it's happened as it's supposed to, but frickin' A, man. Yeah. She's a good one. All right, what's your rave? I mean, my rave is short and sweet because we've talked a lot about this person already today. Taylor and new music. One of the joys of my life is like waiting for an album, the night it comes out, relishing in new music. It is a wonder to be alive at the same time the same as time one of the greatest artists of all time. All time. All time. And I just John, love everything about it. It has been like Christmas. John know? sent me a meme. And it's all these girls crying. Like They look like teenage girls. It's a picture. Teenage yeah. girls crying with their cameras out. Like they just can't believe they're so overwhelmed. And the line above it says, uh, Taylor farts. <laughs> and the picture is Taylor fans. And it's all these girls. You should have like, put that on our... On our, uh, you I can should. Put that I'm gonna. On our, I, you can sit with us. I'm gonna send it. I'm gonna send it to you. Look, put it on our stories too. Taylor Swift farts. <laughs> her fans. Everyone's just fucking dying. They just can't even believe it. Yeah. All right. Anyway, <laughs> it's so good. Yep. Accurate. All right, you guys. We love you. This was a long one. You can sip with us always, and we will, and we will see, see you. you. Next Next Tuesday. Tuesday. Bye. Bye.